Hey guys, welcome to the CP Junkie podcast, where we bring you interviews with dentists sharing their CPD stories and journeys from around Australia. What better way to learn than to follow those who've already done it before? CPD Junkie is Australia's most comprehensive CPD, so head over to cpdjunkie.com.au and become a member for free to access the full features of the site. I'm your host, Lawrence Doan, and today we are joined by Dr. James Tran. JT, as his patients call him. He worked in Cairns for a number of years before moving back to New South Wales to be with family. He's an associate dentist in the Central Coast during the week and in Sydney on weekends. He is also currently a clinical tutor at CSU, previously a computer science um, James switched careers and graduated from UCID in 2014. He's currently going through his orthodontic training and has just started on his implant learning journey. Dr. James Tran, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you, Lawrence. So, you graduated from UCID, moved to Cairns to work before moving back to Sydney to be with your family. Why the initial move? Oh, well, um, you know, when you finish dental school and, and leading up to it, I, I was just so stressed and I knew I wanted a big holiday. And so I just took three months off. And when I came back to Australia in February, all the jobs were gone. They were all gone. And um, <laughs> which was, was just really a pain in the ass. And I had to pretty much look for the, the really crappy jobs and apply for those ones. And I ended up um, calling up a place in Cairns and uh, the guy was like, well, you know, uh, we really need someone. Um, come up here, we'll give you mentorship, da-da-da. And so, uh, okay, I flew up and I checked it out. Um, and that's how I started. I just took the job. There was really nothing else out there for me. So uh, it was more of a, I had to take what I could get. Right. Mm. So, I mean, what would you say to all the, you know, up and coming dentists or graduates that's going to happen now? What would you say now? I would say start looking earlier and <laughs> find a job probably now if you're in your final years and, and, and try and get something in the bag um, and start building your portfolio. You know, take some photos of your cases, um, take some notes, you know, and, and build a little PDF, a little Word document that you can put in your CV to impress your uh, future employers. Um, you know, if you want to take a big holiday, just a, you know, a week or two, but don't do a three monthly thing like me, unless you want to do a whole year or, uh, whatever you want to do. But, um, that would, that's what I would do if I had to go back in time and, and, and could do things again. Yeah. Well, I guess some of these things we can never predict like COVID, hey? That's it. That's it. <laughs> so I don't know if you, um, I don't know if uh, you were always, but as far as I'm aware, you've become a pretty hardcore serial CPD junkie. Uh, you're you're undergoing your orthodontic training at the moment, but also starting your implant learning as well. Tell us about this balancing act that you've got going, and ultimately the journey to what led to this point. Uh, okay, yeah. So I, I am doing quite a bit of CPD in recent years, um, and I, I suppose uh, when I came back to Sydney, uh, you know, before I came back to Sydney, I was just doing bread and butter dentistry, just fillings. Uh, the occasional single crown, um, no author, no implants. It was it was busy enough in rural Australia to do to to be happy. Um, I guess in my work uh, and life, 
And when I had to come back to Sydney, I, you know, I talked to my friends. They all say it's highly competitive. You got to learn these other skills so that you know you can provide better treatment. So um, that's all how it all started. And I guess the big thing was: should I start with um, ortho or should I start with implants? Um, I really didn't know. Um, I, I did the Lincoln uh, Harris Continuum at the time, uh, which is a one-year course. And so, and that kind of taught about a lot of. Uh, by the end of it, you learn about full mouth rehab and how to approach it. And then um, I just chose ortho for whatever reason, um, because talking to implant guys, they do a lot of implants, but they don't um, really do much ortho. Whereas a lot of ortho people can progress to implants, or they can move teeth around to where they like to put an implant in wherever they want without having to um, model around too much. Um, that's just how I chose it. You could you could do implant versus ortho, then ortho versus implant, but that's how I went about it. So I started my ortho journey, did that, uh, started that about three years ago, and I think I know enough to start some basic cases. So, um, and, and I think now slowly, I'm still learning ortho, but now I think, okay, I can start learning some implants and, and put that as part of treatment planning and offer that to my patients. Yeah, so... I mean, when you, I mean, you're only brushing on it lightly, but you did a lot of ortho, um, not just one type of residency. You did like a few different runs, right? Yeah. Um, I, I suppose ortho is a really, I guess, contentious uh, area of um, dentistry, uh, as many out there know. Um, and it's just because there's, there's a few dentists who, I guess, go in there pretty cowboy and, and end up with a bad outcome. And so what I, I wanted was, I just wanted a university-based uh, course behind my back first. So I did the University of Sydney long course uh, for a year. So that was um, a bit of hands-on one day uh, a month on average. And you, you do a half day of hands-on seeing patients. Um, you're actually putting brackets on and, and changing wires, but you only get to see class one patients. Uh, and the other half of the day, you see, uh, you do didactic. So you learn, they try to teach you as much as they can in a year over, you know, 12 sessions. And, um, you know, after that, it was, okay, I really don't know much about ortho. There's so much more. It was nice to get the hands on, but I still couldn't recognize uh, pitfalls. And so um, I then did, I wanted to do, uh, you know, everyone was saying, oh, do airway, do airway, because um, that was all the rage. So I, I picked um, the IA Dent orthopedics course so that was another year um, finished that um, and still I felt it wasn't enough for me it was great to learn about early interception which I know now but I still didn't know much about adult didn't know much about Invisalign so I signed up for the EODO residency which I'm doing right now in my second year that's a lot of fixed ortho um, and so that's my journey thus far. I'm also just doing odds bits and pieces in terms of clear aligners and Invisalign um, because that's the future. Like a lot of people who you offer to, uh, author to, they will say, I want Invisalign, I want clear aligners. There's not many people nowadays who want to get fixed, even though it's, it gives you a better uh, result endwise. Um, so that's my current journey. I am looking into, in the future, maybe doing, uh, not immediately, but maybe in a few years, maybe doing a master's with the uh, University of London. Uh, there's a master's of clear aligners. Um, 
or maybe the EODO clear aligner course, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that um, you would have to know some fundamentals in terms of the fixed conventional route before dabbling into the aligners, or would you say, um, you know, you would be comfortable going recommending just go for aligners before um, going down that other route? I mean, if you go straight into aligners, you can do that, but you you'll have to do uh, at least some courses on diagnosis. Um, you know, skeletal diagnosis, dental diagnosis, you know, overall facial, uh, maybe a little bit airway as well. Um, and then recognize uh, also, can this be done with with aligners? Uh, uh, you know, most I'm seeing cases, most cases can be done with aligners. There are some which will be a bit tricky. Um, I'm seeing some cases where I'm not doing myself, but I'm seeing other people doing mixed hybrid, so a bit of fixed to get a lot of that hard rotations or hard movements out of the way. And then when you're done with that, then you can put them on Invisalign or clear aligners and it's just much more easier uh, than try and get the clear aligners to do the whole job. So um, I haven't found any courses that does it all. So you, you really uh, should learn at least foundational diagnosis, uh, maybe a little bit of fix that would help because you know once you get to some clear aligners, you want to just do some refinements and, and it's not enough doing the clear aligners. You might want to put some brackets on just to close up some spaces or whatever. And so that, knowing that skill would really help you, uh, mm. I would feel. Fair mm. enough, fair enough. And then, so how's your implant journey going at the moment? Oh, I just started, just started this year. So <laughs> um, I had a little taste actually uh, about a year to two years ago, just like a little weekend course. And, and uh, this was with, um, they, they, they flew someone in from the States and, and they had cadavers you know, actual cadavers at the Sydney Eye Hospital. And yes. you'd go in and you, uh, you know, you do a bit of theory then, and then the rest of the day, you, you, you um, sorry, for the second day, you'd actually put some implants in uh, cadavers, which is you know, the next best thing to drilling into a human, right? Um, so I felt, oh yeah, that was nice. And then, uh, you know, uh, the, when I was just doing the hands-on, oh, this is nice, but I'm just putting implants. Implants, putting the implants in the bone was pretty simple. It was just a theory that, uh, I realized I needed to know so um, but I didn't have time to uh, and I didn't have money at the time to sign up for an implant course so uh, this year I signed up for uh, two courses the AIA course which is the Australian Implant Academy and I will be starting the Chris Ho grad diploma I think that will be starting next month um, I want I guess with the Chris Ho I wanted letters and I wanted that nice theory they've got some bit of mentorship in that program. Uh, AI has also got some um, mentorship, uh, but it's really got that hands-on, you know, uh, there's theory and there's also actual live hands-on uh, at the moment in Australia. So you go and um, actually treat patients under supervision from the, um, the mentors there. So it's kind of a, I wanted a best of both worlds of didactic and a bit of um, hands-on. So that's, yeah. that's where I'm at right now. Mm. Right, so I mean, Apart from the implants and ortho as well, you've done some other stuff as well, haven't you? Yes. Um, yes. I mean, you've done is it some wax ups, some um, um, cerex as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did Sahil Sahil's you know um, rubber dam course, and then uh, he 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 uh, offered the wax up course, so I, I did that one as well. I found more value in the, the rubber dam. Um, with the wax up, uh, you know, after that course, I probably did like one wax up myself at home and then I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm, 
it's not for me so i've just been sending my jobs to the to the lab so <laughs> took up too much time hey yeah yeah i just don't have time but it's nice to know i've got I've still got like my lab kit i can do a like works up at home if i wanted to it's nice it's a nice skill to have um uh you know uh yes lincoln harris i've done um recently i did the uh dsd one residency yeah that's uh, 13 weeks isn't it that's like a 13 week uh weekly course yeah uh, that was good um you know interesting hmm. we were talking about ortho for a second ago you um did you do a sleep study on yourself i did yes i did you know i was, I was um what was that like oh you know i was okay i was at I was at ADX, like not last one, the one before, and um, I was, I was, uh, I had to sit in the front row. I was a bit late when Derek was, Derek Mahoney was talking about sleep apnea. I didn't know much about it, and then he was, he was right in front of, he was, I was sitting right in front of him. He was going, <laughs> half of this room has sleep apnea. All of you should get a sleep study. And he was spitting, it was all over my face. <laughs> and I thought, oh, okay, I, I'm gonna get a sleep study. And um, <laughs> I thought, oh yeah, oh yeah, I do snore, I do uh, have restless sleep. So I got a sleep study and yeah, I was uh, moderate, moderate sleep apnea. So um, that was my diagnosis, um, which got me on my journey. That really inspired me to learn more, I suppose, uh, um, airway-based orthodontics, you know. Uh, I won't say airway-centric, but, you know, orthodontics that encompasses airway as part of its um, curriculum, you know, as part of your diagnosis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, then you can relate to the patients and what they're going to experience. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Talking about the CPAP, talking about possible surgery. You know, and, and and they go, oh, they look at me and go, oh, you got sleep apnea? Like you know, an old fifty-two year old going, oh, you got sleep apnea as well? Like, you're not fat, <laughs> like, but I've got it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's surprising how many people do do have it when you ask the right questions. Um, and you send them off and they'll come back and go, oh yeah, you know, I sleep better now. Or you send a child away who has sleep apnea, they come back and, and they, you know, they, you know, they get the tonsils or adenoids out or whatever's causing sleep apnea. And then mums, dads are really grateful when you, um, when you see the change, you know, you see the growth, uh, after they, they've had treatment done, you know, they, they perform better at school. They, they, they're much more lively. They're less, they're less rowdy, you know, it's, it's really, uh, yeah. Have you found that difference with yourself? Myself? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the seat. I sleep better. A little yeah. bit better, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but I really hate the machine. I just want to uh, go... I need to book in and get some surgery. And I'll probably have to advance my maxilla, but I'll have to get a see an ENT and, and get that done. You know, get scoped and really um, get something done permanently. Uh, I'm not a really good patient when it comes to <laughs> CPAP. I'll admit that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good so good safe space safe space safe space so safe space. let's come back to this dsd thing here so yeah. i mean you bought your own trios scanner i mean that's equivalent to buying a second-hand car you know something that most re- uh, recent graduates probably can't fathom you know what are your thoughts on associates oh. getting gear that they want themselves yeah um I don't know when when I did the course, uh, you know that was already an investment, like almost four or five k at the time, whatever it was, and and just going through the course, I was just thinking, oh, I'll learn about smile design, da da da. It was more than that. It's more like a communications course on how to um, work with digital technology. And by the end of it, I just thought, 
uh, like one practice had a scanner, but it wasn't a Trios. It was just an old Omnicam, and it wasn't good enough uh, for my workflow. And the other practice didn't have a scanner yet, so I thought I really want to get a scanner. So I got that Trios. You know, um, it wasn't cheap. Obviously, I got it, had to get a loan for it. Uh, but already since I got it, uh, you know, I got it in October last year, and, I, and I've I've started a, a lot more Invisalign cases. I'm getting a lot more conversion. You know, people are wowed by the whole experience. It's really, uh, um, for me, I found it really useful. Um, but it's only useful if you know how to use it and you present the plan and you know how to do that treatment that you present. So as, as in, if you're a new grad, um, I probably wouldn't go so much as buying a, like a 50K Trios or, a, you know, something like that. Uh, iTerra for yourself. Maybe like the uh, Medit i500, like a secondhand one. You don't need the i700, i500 would be fine. Um, just do basic scans, you can send that off to the lab and show, show the patient um, what 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 uh, what you see in their mouth. Um, uh, combined with photography as well, because the scanners still aren't as good in terms of photo quality. If you want to show someone a crack, you still need to get that camera out, you know, DSLR or mobile phone or whatever, um, so you can show that detail. Uh, so in terms of um, getting equipment, as a new grad, I'd say go for it. You know, start with a camera um, and then save up for a cheap, cheap secondhand scanner would be the next step if your practice doesn't have one already. That's mm. what I'd be doing. Mm. Did your chemical science um, past have anything to do with this digital dentistry interest? Computer science, yes. Computer science, uh, sorry. Computer <laughs> it's, science. All, it's all good. Um, well, yes, well, I, I dealt with computers. Uh, I, that was my undergrad and I worked a few years in IT and, and um, dealing with anything, computers, software and all that hardware. Uh, it just made me easier to, to, it was just easier for me to pick up new technologies, um, really. Um, it do doesn't mean if you haven't had a computer degree, you can't learn the technology. You can learn it. It's, it's, it's really easy now these days. Um, you know, unless you want to try ExoCAD or something like that, it's a bit more technical. But for basic technical things, uh, I think um, you guys would be fine uh, for the new grads. So don't stress too much. You don't need a computer science degree uh, to do what you want to want to do in, in dentistry. It's not really an advantage, I'd say. The only thing really is when people at work find out that I, I did uh, computer science and the printer breaks down at work, I hear a big yell going, James, fix the printer. Help us out here. That's really... <laughs> It's kind of a disadvantage, actually, so... <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> they're not watching. They're not watching. They're not, they're not watching. <laughs> so, of all those CPDs, what led to the biggest clinical impact, you would just say, on your dentistry today? Oh, you know, it's... It depends where you are in your dental journey, you know. Um, you know, I'm seven years out, and that DSD course I did last year, that was a real... That was the biggest one so far because it made me buy a scanner and it's helped me produce more uh, complex treatment plans and, and you know produce a bit more um, but if I bought that scanner in first year I wouldn't be able to actually I could probably scan and present but I don't know how to I wouldn't know how to communicate that to, to my patients so you know as a new grad the best course for me was a communication course that was the um, oh who's that guy the relaxed dentist the real chill guy the relaxed Mark Hassan Mark Hassan yeah yeah so I did that that was my first big course, you know, like at the time, a grand and a half or two days. I was just, oh, this is so expensive and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, you know, I made my money back within a few weeks, you know, 
instead of having extractions, I was doing more root canals. And then, of course, from root canals, you do crowns afterwards, right? So um, for me at that time, uh, that was the best course as a new grad. And then so, and then now I'm converting more people. I can communicate. I learned more about, you know, more fixed works, more, more um, you know, so the Lincoln Harris course, that was really good for me at the time because I wasn't doing very good dentistry beforehand. And after Lincoln Harris, uh, I could identify where I was going wrong. I could fix and, and, and correct myself along the way. So it just depends where you're on your journey. Um, so each of those courses were kind of a, a, a turning point for my career, uh, clinically anyway. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. So you're saying that um, with Lincoln Harris, it was better because you had a few years under your belt, then you could review back and look at how you needed to improve and then also take it from single cases to full mouth cases? Definitely, for sure. Yeah, so, um, you know, Lincoln Wool, he, he really makes you work hard and he's, he's quite a serious critic. Um, uh, of your work and it just forces you to reflect and and, and one of the things he, he encouraged uh, all of us at the time to do is to post your work on social media so that he got that got me to uh, start my little Instagram just posting work out there and, and the thing is um, when you know you're gonna post work it makes you go a bit better a bit more refined you know what I mean it makes you do better work because you know you have to show it to the public. It's, it's kind of odd, right? Um, when you should be doing it naturally. But that's, uh, I felt that was really good as well in terms of my, uh, my learning. Yeah. Fair enough. So, I mean, you might have dabbled in it already, but who would you say uh, your biggest mentors or idols or inspirations in your career path and why? Oh, obviously, Lincoln. Um, obvious reasons. <laughs> um, uh, besides Link, uh, a lot of, I guess at the moment, just on Instagram, a lot of, you know, um, following a lot of people there, um, some of the oral surgeries, um, Dean Lichenblatt, um, he does the AIA, he's, he's, he does a lot of implant work, watching his, some of his work on Instagram. Um, my current boss at Central Coast, Ned Restrum, he does a lot of implants as well. Um, in terms of, I guess, orthodontics, I don't have many people to bounce ideas off. Uh, so I, I, I use a lot of the services that um, that are given in the orthodontic courses. So IADent and EAD have like after hours or like study clubs or um, orthodontists you can contact and, and bounce ideas off. So uh, I, I talk to them about cases and, and uh, that really helps, I suppose. Um, but you know, yeah. uh, at the moment, just Instagram, really, I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, that's okay. I mean, you know, it is what it is. And we're of that, with that social media day and age, right? and so naturally, that's where all our attention is at the moment. Mm. Um, so, would there be any particular struggles um, that, you know, our viewers might not be aware of um, throughout your CPD journey and um, dental journey? Um yeah I, I suppose when I when I first came back to Sydney uh, I, I hadn't started the link link course and I was just doing really I suppose at the time um, quite uh, you know just quite rushed dentistry you know just trying to build 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 and it kind of got me in trouble uh, to the point where I had to I, I was actually let go at a practice for being uh, not really communicative enough in terms of um, 
treatment planning and, 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 and explaining things to the patient. So what I did was I, I did a single visit uh, root canal with a crown on a 1-1, which had fractured at the gum. So it's kind of a bit of a herodontic job. There wasn't much for all, if not at all. And uh, the whole thing got broke in about a week or two. And uh, it was like, oh, okay. Um, and from a business perspective, I was let go because even the patient wasn't too alarmed. It was me not explaining everything, not explaining the risks, not knowing the risks. I was just happily just doing root canals and crowns, you know. Um, and since then, that really was at my kind of, that was my kind of my low point in my journey. Um, and kind of, it got me to, I guess, okay, I've got to do CPD. I've got to step myself up, step my game up. Um, doing all these CPD, uh, it's really slowed me down in terms of dentistry. Um, I was quite quick before seeing, you know, 10, 20 patients a day. Now I'm seeing, you know, much less, probably up to 10 a day, um, if that. And I'm really making sure things are explained properly to patients. Patients are happy. They know what's expected. Doing the right things clinically, you know, not taking shortcuts. Um, yeah. So that's kind of, you know, if you know what I mean. If you haven't been there, you might be there. Or you might be there now. It's not the end of the world. You can always pick yourself up and, and go from there. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I mean, would you say that, you know, during in that lead up to that point, you were just losing passion. There wasn't any like um, drive. You, did you feel like you were burning out? Was these a combination of factors that were kind of leading up to that point? Or it was just a matter of you just didn't know? And I mean, yeah, it, oh, kind of a bit of both. Yeah, more like I didn't know. Uh, you know, at the time, yeah, I was kind of get burning out. Okay, I'm just doing single dentistry. I'm seeing people doing implants, ortho, all these big jobs. I don't think I'll ever be that. I don't know. I don't know where to start in that journey, you know. And um, so that's where I came from at the time. Um, and when actually when I was let go, it, I felt the biggest weight lift off my shoulders for some reason. I just felt like, wow, okay, that was a big stress that I did not know I had. And it went off my shot. I felt um, my mind clear. I didn't even know it was foggy at the time. Uh, and so that was a big moment for me, just relaxing and, and now. And then um, from there, I say, like, okay, I'll do things properly. And it's been slowly, I'm slowly getting better since then, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, like we said, we're also early in our journeys, aren't we? It's a very long career and, you know, it's important that we learn. I mean, you're reflecting on it and obviously, like you're saying, it's, it's helped you progress. You know, it hasn't compelled you to dig deep as in like, um, go into another state of continual burnout, you know, That's and it's right, great yeah. that, um, it's put you on a trajectory. You feel like you're, um, becoming a bit more passionate and a bit more, um, yeah, passionate about how you're approaching things. So what would you say your current ideal clinical day looks like? You know, the types of procedures you might be getting up to. Oh, I suppose, um, well, ideally, you know, working two, three days a week, um, walking in um, and just have a lot of big work in the morning and, you know, maybe an implant, maybe, and then maybe some orthodontic um, treatment uh, middle of the day, um, you know, I, I guess some smile designs, bit of consults in the afternoon, um, just a lot of chatting. I really like to end of the day with the low energy appointments, um, like consults, 
uh, even some cleans or uh, crown cementations, just real chill. Because in the morning, that's when you when I'm most fresh. I want to get all that energy. That's when I'm peaking. So I want to, <laughs> I want to do all, I want to do all that stuff out of the way. And then lunchtime, I'm tired. Just want to relax and just chill and just chat, 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 chat. My my DAs know I love chatting. Um, and they, they're sick of me chatting, but I just chat. I just love to chat. So that's my ideal kind of day. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's not just what I want. It's also uh, what the team wants as well. They want a nice, relaxed end of the day as well. They, they can clean up and, and finish on time. Um, and, and, you know, I would love to have, you know, when I walk in, crowns are in there. I don't have to ask the DAs to run around and, and, and all this and all the equipment's all stocked up. That's that's a dream that we'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Time, time, time. Once you build those systems in, hey? Once you get the systems, yep, yep. Yeah, so share with us what you hope your clinical and non-clinical ideal day might look like in five years' time and what kind of CPD. I think you already mentioned a few of that CPD, but you know, are there other CPD that you might be interested in getting into? I mean, you've already named a few, but... Um, yeah, so, so with the uh, with my clinical day, yes, that's that's pretty much what I want to have, you know, that, that busy in the morning and chill in the afternoon. Um, in terms of CPD, or I even wanna... non-clinical um, oh, side of things, oh. you know, I want to do the uh, Aniko Ball posture posture course. Aniko Ball's posture course today, just to really, you know, how to sit properly, how to because uh, I get a lot of back pain and, and neck pain. Even though I'm using a Pentax right now, I still get some aches here and there. So I would love to do her course. That's like a half clinical course, I suppose. Um, I would love to do the COIS residency introduction. Um, that's like that one week, seven or whole thing in in Seattle or US where it is. Yes, um, Seattle. That's my dr- Seattle, yeah. Um, there's a guy in South America does a lot of uh, cosmetic aesthetic work. Oh, I can't remember his name, but um, Newton Fall, and I'd love to do his course on anterior composite work, and. Maybe maybe long term do a perio course with um, Otto Zur, I think that's his name. But that's that's years yeah. away. That's I'm not at that level yet, but it'll be nice. It'll be nice to, to do something like that. Well, um, let, let's yeah. backtrack this a second bit. You mentioned Pentax. You mentioned back. Let's. You're you're so young. You're I mean you're only seven years into your degree, and you're talking about. Let's talk about that. Did you did it come about because of something or? Well, it's it's been long-standing since uh, since uh, my IT days. So I used to, I used to slouch over the computer all the time, a really bad posture, and uh, I developed back arthritis in my mid twenties, and so and mid twenties is that you're in the middle of your dental like in the middle of graduating and in, in your undergrad or yeah yeah pretty much uh, I graduated uh, at thirty so I'm I'm late thirties now, um, but like. Uh, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's been ten years since I first really did my back in, and um, and well, I left IT and then to do it to join dentistry and and break my back even more. You know, leaning over and seeing patients, uh, not very fun. Um, and, and since getting the Pentax, it's just forced me to sit up. It's been really good actually. I used to go home, just tired and foggy brained and. Um, you know, not be able to talk to my wife or my family, mum, dad, you know, just like, I'm just like, I just want to sleep and rest. But now when I go home, I can actually have a conversation. I can actually be awake and be presence. 
like you know, being in the presence of, of, of my family and, and friends and have a good conversation and not be so tired, you know? So I, I found that's been really good for me. Cool. So we've got a random guess question um, from Rosie for Pineapple. Hey, <laughs> um, when are you going to come to Central Coast full time? Because your patience and co love you. <laughs> it's 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 in the works. It's in the works, Rosie for Pineapple. It's in the works. <laughs> <laughs> She's also saying on Instagram right now to open up the borders so she can attend the DSD ones over in Miami. Oh, in that'll be good. That'll be sick. Yeah, we have a little Miami Miami trip. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've also got a quick question for you because I, I know, I, I hear you're a food connoisseur, right? What CBD course provided the best food and drinks, would you say? Oh, mate. Oh, there's so many. Oh, I, I did a uh, oh, Northern Cash App practice ownership course uh, a few years ago at, at somewhere in the city. Uh, in Sydney. It was really nice food. It was buffet, but it was really nice. I just thought... I had my wife come in as well, and we and we thought, oh wow, this food's really good. Um, just everything, veggies, cakes, um, salmon, you know, um, what's that? That's what I, anyway, everything for anyone. That was really good. I really liked that. So <laughs> that, that was good. Um, with the EODO, um, Jerick has a nice bar upstairs in his Alexandria practice, and you can have some drinks, and you can have some fancy tea if you like. He's got some custom, he's got a chef there, so... Uh, Oh, that's nice food there too. So that's a close second, I'd say. So um, there's some good ones. There's some average ones. Uh, but, you know, uh, you... <laughs> CPD is about food, right? You... It's not a good CPD if you don't have good food. You need good that's food. That's right. That's right. And I, and I had to come to you because you're, you're the expert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hit, hit me up. Hit me up, guys. I'll, I'll tell you where the good food's at. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Dr. James, uh, Charan, thank you for coming on the show today. Um, if you could let the people know how they can find you and basically what's kind of going on in your life. Find me on Dr. James Charan on Instagram. Um, just shit posting really on Instagram. That's all I'm doing. And um, if you want to see my food journeys, James.Tran, that's my personal Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's how you can find me. Hit me up. <laughs> 2166 represent, eh? 2166, yeah. <laughs> COVID hotspot. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, have a good night. Good night, all. If you like this episode, drop a comment below on your favorite part or leave a review. Don't forget to share it with your friends, and we'll see you in the next episode of CP Junkie Podcast.